Support for Market Foolery comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. It's Wednesday, May 23rd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio, Abby Mallon in the house. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We're, so, we're back on schedule. We had taped a couple of episodes to run Monday and Tuesday. So we're, so, we're talking news today. We've got luxury retail. We've got general retail. We're going to start with home improvement retail. Shares of Lowe's up 10% this morning, despite the fact that, as pretty much everyone should have expected, same-store sales came in low. And we had talked about this last week with Home Depot and the weather in April really affecting Home Depot. No surprise that it affected Lowe's as well. Why is the stock up 10%? Yeah, I mean, sales were up 3%, but like you said, comp sales were just about 0.6%, which is pretty low. Um, They did cite that bad weather that they talked about. I think. A lot of well, part of this I think is their sales growth, which was up twenty percent, now represents about five percent of all sales. And I also think that part of this is just the macroeconomic outlook for Lowe's. You know, we have full employment still, and income gains that are hoping to sustain this um, home improvement industry, and also demand is still in excess of supply in the housing market. So um, that's usually when you start to see a lot of. Housing improvements. We also have a new CEO coming in. New CEO. It's you know it's it's always interesting when there's a big switch like this, and in this case, for those who missed it, uh, Robert Nyblock, who's been the CEO at Lowe's for I think about 13 years, Marvin Ellison, who was the CEO, I guess technically still is currently still the CEO at J.C. Penney, but he's going to be moving over to Lowe's. And I have to believe that's at least a little bit of the enthusiasm with the stock today that we're seeing because before he's Marvin Ellison has been at J.C. Penney for I think three years, yeah, maybe a little bit more than that since 2014. But prior to that, he spent a dozen years in the executive ranks at Home Depot, and so I, he he clearly seems very excited about this opportunity. And again, I have to believe that's at least a little bit of the. I think, of the pop. Yeah, I think having answers always helps. And so we knew that Nyblock was leaving back in March. And so, you know, now we have an answer. And I also think speaking to um, Marvin Ellison's credibility, I think something he's focused on at JCPenney is that online omni channel um, sort of ironing out the kinks there. And I think uh, we're going to see that increasingly important. Air increase in importance at Lowe's. Well, and we, we talked about this with Home Depot. When you look at Home improvement companies like this, uh, a lot of times the sales are delayed. So the bad weather that we saw in April, presumably that, I, I mean, I should know, catch up in later months. I know that uh, I didn't do any uh, shopping at Home Depot in April just because the weather was so <laughs> cold and rainy around here. So yeah, so those were definitely delayed. They commented that 35% of sales in Q1 are historically driven by outdoor, and it's about 40% in the next quarter. So something to watch going forward. Let's move on to Target. And Target's first quarter was not great. Profits came in lower than expected. Uh, overall sales at Target were down. Uh, curiously, Target blamed the weather too. Which uh, last time I checked, uh, all of their stores are indoors. There was there was a little bit of blaming the weather, and I I I sort of laughed at that when I saw that headline. And then once I 
looked at a little further, you know what? Target sells some of the quote unquote summertime larger equipment. So apparel I, sales are also affected by weather. So as people, you know, as, as summer doesn't roll in as quickly, you don't need as many new clothes or. And I think a lot of Target's um, offering is just that they have everything, so you go in for one thing and end up leaving with 12. <laughs> and so, if you're not going in for your weather-related needs, it could hurt them. I think it's, it, it's... So, the stock is down about 5% today, and I want to come back to that in a second, because when you look at what went right this quarter, I mean, the again, the, the, the things that would be affected by weather, as you said, apparel, uh, Brian Cornell, the CEO, also called out things like patio furniture and you know, uh, grills and, and that sort of thing. Um, presumably, and I say presumably because Cornell said, used the word delayed in reference to these sales. So, presumably, these are going to get bumped to the current quarter, which in theory, sets Target up for a, a pretty good second quarter report. I'm wondering if you look at that and think, well, if the stock's down 5%, maybe this is a buying opportunity. I think Target is in a really strong position. I mean, this wasn't a great quarter for them, but I do think those store remodels, the growth in online, um, generally, I think they have a really refined business practice. And I think, you know, they're one of the few that I actually admire in this space. So I do. I'm not so worried about Target going forward. So if I was interested in taking a position ever, I think now would be an opportunity. And the stock, you know, down five percent today. Shares of Target are up about forty percent over the last year. So this is this is real. Brian Cornell's first year on the job was tremendous. Had a little bit of a sophomore slump, but um, he really has that business humming right now. Um, Quick word of thanks to Rocket Mortgage. If you are refinancing your home, speaking of home improvement, if you're looking to get a mortgage, these are not easy things to do. These are not fun things to do, and they involve a mountain of paperwork. And when you're making a big financial decision like that, you want to be as confident as you are in your everyday life. You want to be as confident as you are in your job. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple. Rocket Mortgage allows you to fully understand all the details so you can be confident that you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Let's move on to the big surprise of the day. At least, <laughs> at least for me, I, and you tell me if you were surprised by this as well. And it's Tiffany. Tiffany's first quarter profits came in higher than expected. They raised guidance for the full fiscal year, and shares of Tiffany are up nineteen percent this morning. I mean, you can look at Lowe's putting up a a fair to midland first quarter report and the stock popping 10% and you can say that's the surprise of the day in my book it's this yeah i would have to agree with that i think lows the performance was a little bit more um tempered and expected maybe and tiffany's is just sort of a surprise it seems like generally speaking Worldwide net sales were up 15%, comp sales were up 10%. This was really across all categories, so collections, engagement, and designer. Um, this is sort of like a, a a breath of fresh air for a brand that hasn't really had one in a while. So, I think it's encouraging and positive. So, we talked briefly this morning. Did Tiffany have a plan for 
millennials because you were just sort of joking that you know millennials are are ruining everything, and I think most people know that. And uh, and and one of them is Tiffany and and sort of the diamond business because apparently millennials are not buying diamonds. But did they, it seems like they at least had a plan for that. Yeah, so they brought in a new creative leadership under Reed Krycroft, I think is how you say his name, just over a year ago. Um, so he has really given people new hope, I think. And in this past holiday season, he debuted a um, home and accessories line. So it was like pure solid sterling staplers for the person who has everything at extremely high price points. And they, I'm, I'm pretty sure we made fun of those on, on a previous episode. We have, yeah. Um, but that line actually did really well. So I think um, at the start of May, they launched Paper Flowers, which is his first actual um, jewelry collection, which obviously should move the top line a lot more considering that jewelry is about 90% of Tiffany's sales. So I think it's a little bit of anticipation coming off of such a great launch in the holiday season that people maybe weren't expecting. Um, I think it's a little. A little optimistic, maybe a little early to jump the gun on that one, but definitely worth watching and maybe more interesting than it's been in a while. So, underneath all of these headlines, Tiffany announced a stock buyback plan to the tune of $1 billion. This is not a big company. I mean, this is a very well known brand, and, and we've talked before about how. Uh, Despite the ups and downs that Tiffany has had as a business, the brand has always been strong. Um, both the name brand and sort of the signature little blue box. It's a fifteen billion dollar company. Are you surprised that the stock buyback plan is that big? I mean, that they're doing stock buybacks, it really shouldn't shouldn't be a surprise given how often we've seen that in the last six months in the wake of the uh, the recent uh, tax law that was passed. I'm just a little surprised that it's that high, coming at a time when the stock today is hitting an all-time high. Yeah, I have a feeling that maybe management wasn't expecting this humongous jump today, <laughs> and that's probably um, both celebrated and a little bit of an eye roll maybe over there. But yeah, I mean, I think it just speaks to management's uh, positive encouragement for the year going forward and what they see coming down the pipeline. So, if anything, I think it's still something to be encouraged by, but perhaps something to watch, just given the price movement now. We've talked before about online retail and your fondness for online retailers. Does what's going on with Tiffany have any ripple effect for an online jewelry retailer like Blue Nile, or is that just a completely separate entity and there is no carryover effect? I think that's a really good question. I, I don't really know. I would have to think more about it. I guess my instinct would be not exactly or not, not directly. Just given that um, Tiffany's does have this brand name, it's you know, their stores are iconic. That blue box is part of the experience, and I would think that um, maybe they're perhaps one of the better insulated brands in terms of online. And I mean, still, they only have about 314 stores across the entire world, so it's not huge. About forty percent of those are in the Americas, and um, so I don't necessarily think that online is going to alter, given Tiffany's actions today. 
Um, before we wrap up, I want to mention next week is uh, Fool Fest. It is our annual two-day investing conference here at the Motley Fool. Uh, also, next Monday is Memorial Day. This is all a, a, a little bit of a wind-up of me saying that next week is going to be a short week on Market Foolery. We're not going to be doing the full four episodes, uh, just two episodes, um, because uh, Full Fest is next Thursday and Friday. Uh, you're going to be participating in Full Fest. What's give me give me one sneak preview of coming attractions, like what you're going to be talking about uh, in terms of are you invo- you're involved in at least one breakout session? Yeah, I'm on a breakout and then um, an opening panel on Friday. Well, yes, that one I'm aware of because I'm actually moderating All right, that you're one. You're on that one too. Do <laughs> you remember that meeting we were in the other I day? I do remember that meeting. Um, uh, what's what is the breakout session that uh, you're going to be doing on? Aaron Bush and I are doing three emerging trends um, from babies to boomers. So we're talking about um, maybe some newer trends that we haven't necessarily looked at before at the Fool. And for each trend, we're giving two stocks that will benefit from said trend. Nice. Will there be any discussion about how millennials are ruining everything? Um, not directly, but it always comes up, <laughs> given that we're both millennials and younger looking. So, Abby Mallon, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.